goes even beyond that to like, you can't just have like a mentality of like, I'm gonna be a, a grind setter for this. Like I'm gonna freaking, I'm waking up every day at six in the morning and I'm studying the word and yeah. I'm gonna apply all these things to my life. It's gonna be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there can be an aspect of that where you're like, you're doing it to just achieve, not to actually grow closer to the Lord. Right. Not actually like, really right. changing your heart. You just wanna see like the results in yourself for the sake of results. Not What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. And my name is Derry. Guys, check us out on social media, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Subscribe, like, share with your friends. It's it's happening. People mm -hmm. are supporting more, and it's really ex exciting. All thanks to you guys. So big thanks to you guys, and uh, let's get to the show. Yeah, so today, I had this really interesting thought maybe a couple months ago. Um, and I was like, man, as human beings, we're so analytical often um, care so deeply about a lot of things, right? But with that in mind, how is it possible that we love revelation so much, but we're not able to apply it? Like, and this translates into like, you know, the practicing what you preach kind of a thing. Like mm -hmm. we love to preach. I know it's you and me, just like people in general, like we love to preach. We love a good word. There's so many Instagram clips of like, this pastor having a good word or this is convicting or someone has a message they want to share right or people are sticking up for a certain kind of a topic not even in christian circles just in general mm -hmm. people are sticking up for what they believe in all over the place it's like the majority of social media right people are angry or concerned or happy about a topic and they want to share with people so they make a video about it on tiktok or somewhere else and they're passionate about it you know mm -hmm. but why is it that we are so bad at practicing the things that we're passionate about. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we are really bad at that. Like, we love the revelation, we love the excitement, but we almost never put it into practice. Like, there are so many people who are like, yes, like, let's change the culture, let's, uh, let's do this thing, right? Let's all band together, we can be united, and we can get rid of individualism, or we can get rid right. of, like, whatever the thing is that we want to get rid of. But then, like, and we're hyped for, like, a week, and then a week later, we're just back to our old ways and we haven't like put a lot of work or thought into actually changing. So I wanted to do a podcast about it and talk about like, why are we that way? How are we that way? And can we change? And like, what does it take to change? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Start like actually being a doer, like James says, right? Yeah. Like a doer word rather than just a hearer. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that is a big problem where people have said like, you know, they go to a church, they hear a really inspiring message. Like I'm going to change. You know, mm -hmm. how many people have said that before? Like, right. I'm never doing this thing again. Yeah. And then you go up to the front. Yeah. You go up to the front, get prayed for. I'm yeah. free. And then two days later, you're not free. You know, yeah. and it's like, you're back into the, maybe the same thing. Or you're like, man, I'm going to be nice to my parents. Yeah. And the next time you see your parents, you guys are fighting. Or I'm going to be nice to my siblings. I'm going to be respectful to my boss. And then mm -hmm. the next time you see your boss, you might be annoyed with them. Right. And it's like, yeah. especially as Christians, like the world does this probably. And like motivational things with them. Like, you know, you got, I mean, New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. They're like, I'm going to work out. And then mm -hmm. they don't after a month. So there is a big problem in humanity with follow through. For non-Christians, you know, it could just, it could be a myriad of reasons. And, you know, the Bible says, like, what do we have to do with judging the world? That's for God to do. But we judge each other, you know, in mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians. And so for Christians, like, we don't have a great... Uh, we don't have the greatest ways to do follow through at least not mm -hmm. in what we've seen in american christianity yeah you know and so what are your thoughts when it comes to that what like when you think about like why is this a problem as you have been mulling over this what have you come to 
Yeah, like why why is it a problem in our culture? What kind of sets that up as a problem? Why is it a problem? How maybe what yeah, what are the reasons it's a problem and also yeah. how do you overcome it? Yeah, I mean it's definitely a hard one to, to talk about because there's so many different areas of it. I think naturally for humans we just like to be excited. You know what I mean? We like to be excited, we like to be entertained, and a good word on Instagram or what the pastor says or whatever it is, like we love it. We eat mm-hmm. it up. Like we watch ten a day in a row or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'd be like, wow, good word, next video. And we don't care about it at all. You know <laughs> and then I mean? you forget it. Yeah, we're like, wow, if, that was a revelation. If it's really godly, you might put it in your bookmarks or mm-hmm. saved so you can go back to it later. Well, listen, this is what this is what happens. <laughs> you you watch it and you're like, that was great. You completely forget about it, and then you're in a small group or you're having a conversation with a friend, and you're like, you know what, I heard this really good revelation the other day. And like, we should not be doing this thing. We should be doing this thing. And this is how we change. And everybody's like, well, that's super cool. And so maybe other, other people change their lives. But like, mm-hmm. you were like, wow, I seem pretty cool right now because I just shared that revelation. I don't want right. to talk about it. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's kind of the classic like podcast guy who like listens to a ton of podcasts just to get like fun informational clips like to share with people. Mm-hmm. And they like be at a party or at a bar or something. And like all of his conversation topics are like, did you know this virus does this? Or did you know like, if you eat this way, like it'll change your body in this way. And you're like, just all these. And he doesn't eat that way at all. Yeah. He's all these like useless facts. He's just sharing and like maybe he changes his life in a little bit. Like he stops thinking birds are, birds are real or something. But, <laughs> but like in any major way, like there isn't a lot of change. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a few different kind of cultures that set up this mentality of us wanting to, to uh, not be doers and really just be like kind of hypocrites. Right. Which is one of the main reasons people don't like Christians in the first place. Um, I think most of those things, like, were being hypocritical in really, really negative ways, like with pretty big sins. And this could be a big sins or a little stuff, too. It's really just a lack of growing. Right. Right? Right. And I think there's a few different reasons that we do this and why we don't practice what we preach, but why we get so, like, hyped about it still, even mm-hmm. though we don't change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one is just that we, like I kind of talked about, we love a culture of revelation. We love a culture that gets excited about exciting things. But we often don't, on the back end, invest anything into that like excitedness, right? Right. We love the high. We love the emotions. We love sharing on a culture that is like hyped around one thing together. Um, but as soon as like we're not at church or we're not with our friends or whatever, we haven't really processed through it. We haven't really devoted ourselves to that change. We loved the feeling, but now I got to go to work and mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna get home from work. I'm gonna watch some Netflix. And then I'm gonna go to sleep, and then I'm gonna hang out with my friends the next day. And I'm gonna go to work, and you know, it just the cycle continues, kind of becomes mundane. We never set up a plan. We never wanted to stick to it. We never wanted to actually change from the revelation we had. We really just wanted to like feel good about something, feel like we were a part of something, feel like we were purposeful for a second, and then we move on past it mm-hmm. to like the next revelation that we want to get. Yeah. And there's no actual change within that. Yeah, it, it's it's hinting at a deep desire for change, a deep longing to be better to be sanctified which is godly yeah but it satisfies a part of the brain that feels like it's actually mm-hmm. growing it's like today when we were we had a guys we had a great idea for a shirt now when this comes out it'll be months after this idea for the shirt <laughs> happened because we're so we're such planners we plan to be ahead for a month <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great idea for a shirt and I was talking to some of my students about it and I was like does anyone know anyone who's art an artist an artsy and wants to be commissioned to do mm-hmm. some work for us. You know, we don't, we're not really going to pay them. So commission means like volunteer. <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> we're not, I'm not paying you, but would you want to do it for free? Mm-hmm. And the, all the students were like, oh, what is it? And I was like, I can't tell you. 
Because psychology has proven that if you talk about an idea long right. enough, it satisfies that desire in you to actually do it. And so because you talked about it, it makes you feel like you did it. So you're less yeah. likely to do it. Right? right. So I was like, I can't tell you because I actually want to do this thing. Uh, but I just need to know. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, you hear something that's a good word, you share it, that sharing on Facebook or reposting it on your story or retweeting it feels like a satisfactory, I'm spreading the word. Yeah. Which satisfies the desire or the need, maybe it satisfies the need to be changed by it. Hmm. But, yeah, so how do we get changed by it? Because the purpose of, like, wisdom or the purpose of revelation is that it goes into us and changes us. Not Mm -hmm. wisdom, sorry, yeah, revelation. The purpose of revelation, and I don't mean new revelation outside of the Bible. I mean the Holy Spirit convicts you, illuminations go off, you realize, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, the Bible said this, and now I have to change my behavior. That is not just, yeah, to make a good post, uh, inspirational, you type a couple paragraphs out, you get a nice picture of a sunset and you mm-hmm. press post, you know. It's supposed to go into the heart and change you. Mm-hmm. And the question is that we're getting at is how does it change us? Mm-hmm. And really, I think this the reason maybe we don't, because we're talking about the reason and the, the um, solution. Mm-hmm. So the reason this happens probably is because we live in such a fast-paced society mm-hmm. that's go 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 catch up with the next trend what's the next trend who's the next trendy pastor mm-hmm. i remember stephen furtick was really trendy for a while still kind of trendy but now it was mike todd and mike todd was right. really trendy i don't know who's going to be next right you know and we have this culture of fast-paced trend hopping so it's really trendy to really like two or three years ago everywhere i looked in christian culture it was and um, hustle, or kill, hustle, less hurt, less hurry, something like hmm. not hurrying. There was like two books, one by John Comer and one by another that came out. And everyone was trendy about not hurrying. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not really into Christian pop culture at the moment, so I don't really know what's popping off right now. But we live in this trendy thing. So it's trendy to share a good word. It's awesome. We want to be convicted by it. We want the world of the word to actually change us. But we are so used to just moving on fast pace that right. we forget to stop and pause. Right. And I think that's part of the solution is pausing, maybe journaling if that's how you do it, mm-hmm. going on a walk, processing it, thinking about it, um, doing other things throughout the day to keep it in front of you. Mm-hmm. Something that you do really well that I think is really good is if there's something that the Lord's teaching you that you want to grow in, you'll make it your wallpaper. Mm-hmm. So you're always looking at it, always being reminded of it. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think primarily, though, when you get something that's like a word, uh, something that revelation maybe from the Lord that you're trying to have be in your heart that you don't want to just move past and like that's awesome let me share it let me move on mm. you gotta you gotta sit and pray and ask yeah. god to convict you and help him and be like, god keep this in front of me help me keep this in front of me i don't know how to do that mm. but i need you to just like let this dwell on my heart and weigh on my heart mm. for a little bit and don't be so quick to rush past it spend 30 minutes writing about it you right know? i mean even beyond that you just have to realize i think a lot of people know this that human beings just aren't good at changing you know what i mean we yeah. are really good at staying the same, keeping the status quo, and like, this is normal, this is what I'm gonna do, this is comfortable, I don't want to be in this uncomfortable place of change, right? Yeah. And even less on the change part necessarily, like, it takes a long time to like start new, uh, start new change within you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if it's a small change. Like, that's why discipline is so interesting, like, I've heard a couple people say, actually, like one of the most disciplined people I know, I talked to him one time. I was like, man, I respect you so much. Like, you're so disciplined in all these things. Like to get this knowledge, to like, to get all your goals and stuff. Like you're just so disciplined. Is that Ben? Uh, no. And uh, the person I was talking to is like, 
I'm not disciplined. He's like, he's like, no one's disciplined. He's like, all I've done is I made little decisions that led to me creating a discipline, but I'm no more disciplined actually than you or anybody else is. He's like, all I did was like make slow changes and be intentional about it. And eventually I have mountains of change in my life because of all the little things I decided to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not more, I'm not more better than anybody else when it, when it comes to like being disciplined. I just create small disciplines and eventually that small discipline is a huge discipline. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for, for Christians, it's like you have to learn if you really want to change, you can't focus on like these, like you can't watch 10 revelation videos a day. Too you know much. I mean? Oversaturated. You, not even two. Like you're not going to apply both of those things to your life. You may be applying for a day, but like a week later, you'll be on to the next thing. What you have to do if you really want to change is just set aside like times for, for change, really. Like decide like this month, I'm learning how to be humble. Mm-hmm. Or like this next couple months, like this season, maybe three months, um, I'm learning how to like love the people around me well or serve or something like that, right? Whatever the revelation is that you have. Maybe you watch the video and you're like, oh my gosh, like Jesus came to serve like all of us. And he's like, he's the king of kings. He like laid down his divinity and like he's... He's like, he came to serve us as like a humble servant, born of humble beginnings. And you're like, wow, like I want to be a servant. I want to like serve my friends. And if you don't decide, like I'm writing down serve on my hand every day. So I remember to serve or I'm setting alarms on my phone to serve in one practical way every day. Or in the morning, I'm meditating every day on like how to be a better servant in my mindset and in my heart to people. Like, unless you do that, you're not going to change unless you're mm-hmm. just so, uh, focused in the moment for some like some reason like most of us aren't like that but maybe some people are so focused in the moment can always remember to like bring up that word to their memory and be like this is my goal this is what i'm gonna do i'm mm-hmm. definitely not like that like i remember once a week or something but i have to have alarms i have to have systems where like i'm waking up every day and i'm like looking at my goals and stuff like that yeah you know what i mean and so like if the lord inspires you from a word that's good from his word like you should be attentive to that and be like, wow, this is what the Lord wants me to work on. This is the thing he's put in front of me. I can look at other motivational things, right? But like, mm-hmm. this is the thing I'm going after right now. Mm-hmm. And then once you solidify that for over like a month or months of time, you'd be like, cool. Like the Lord has brought me to the end of the season. I feel like I'm pretty good at serving now. Maybe you have like a list of all the goals you've accomplished. So you can go back to them like once a week or once a month and like check and see if you're still doing well on them or something like that. Mm-hmm. If it's really become lasting change or not. But you got to do stuff like that. Yeah. If you don't, you're never going to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just going to be this consumer, like, I feel good right now because I just watched a cool Instagram, like, pastor, and he said some cool stuff. I feel great. I watch things you don't hear in church podcasts, yep. and that was really great. I was inspired. <laughs> and now I'm not going to change. You know right. what I mean? Like, you have to want it and go after it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's, even beyond, like, the... Uh, even beyond the, like, we love Revelation, we want to feel, like, kind of high off of it and stuff, um, to, to not, like, a sinister point, to, like, a selfish point, maybe. Another problem we have in our culture is, like, kind of like the bar guy, I, I like the podcast guy I gave an example of earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, we really, really want to be liked and want to feel special and want people to like us and make us feel special or validate how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. Or maybe we don't feel good about ourselves, so we need that validation from other people so we can start to believe it or whatever it is. Um, we can let revelations like this really become like an idol to us in a way of like, man, if I like get this revelation, I, I hear it like in this video or the Lord gives it to me or something, and I can share it with a whole bunch of people, 
maybe like in a small group or maybe like the pastor asked me to speak or maybe like it's a prayer time I can share it in front of everybody. Like I'm going to look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I bet there's some pastors out there who are like, they just had some clips go viral and they were hot and they the pastors never applied them to their lives. You know what I mean? You can have a pastor. I'm sure there are tons of pastors like this. Um, you could have these pastors and really like they study the Bible well. They know how to like really understand and apply the scriptures and stuff like that. And they mm. really know how to like get the point across to the people in a good exegetical way, right? They know how to do all this stuff, but really they just love the the validation of like pastor. That mm-hmm. was a good message on Sunday. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like that was a good path. It was a good message. Like you guys are all saying it. Like I believe it. Like it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how's you, your heart? You can even be inspired by it. And I won't be like, dude, like the Lord touched me by my own message. And that's great. That should happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like a week later, you're on to the next message. You didn't apply anything in your life and you didn't let it affect you and change. You didn't sit with it. And you just got to preach another message on Sunday. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I bet there's tons of pastors who are just sitting there kind of like getting the praise, getting the emotional high, maybe feeling close to the Lord too because they're spending time in the word and they're getting these revelations from him, but they're not actually changing in their own hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we, we're, we're in a culture where like, if you grow up Christian, really you've sat through hundreds of hours of sermons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, if you sat through a hundred hours of sermons and you had applied 20% or maybe less, just 5% of those, like you would be a completely different person. If you sat through a hundred hours of sermons, you sat through a couple of books more than once. Yeah. You know what I mean? If your church does books. Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of topics. No matter what topical, you've probably gone through a couple of topics like more than once, right? Mm-hmm. And like you, sh- you should probably be farther along than you are. All of us, right? right? Uh, but the problem is like we don't take notes, we don't apply, or we don't like think it's necessary, nece- like necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so we miss out on a lot of the growth that we could have, the slow, steady, yeah. daily growth, because we're not willing to put in the work. And we're also just not attentive. Like we, because of our culture and stuff, we love to just be validated and given that high and we move on. And that's the work we did for today. And we hate the slow, like tedious, like work that takes a long time because it's not instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's not like validation of our feelings. It's not the high we get from watching a video. It's just like hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the end, like it produces lasting fruit instead of just like a, a quick high. Right, right. And and I was thinking as you were saying this, there's a biblical passage to go with this all to help us to apply the word of God, the revelation we get mm-hmm. and make it real on us. You know, the, the Bible is really helpful, guys. Mm-hmm. If you read it it's a, and apply it, you know, not just read it and get hype and leave, but really mm-hmm. sit with it. And this is like where I think prayer is so needed is like you can't in your own efforts. This is the whole message of the Bible. You can't in your own efforts create your own sanctification. Mm. You can, in partnership with the Holy Spirit, create your sanctification. Mm. But really, it's the Holy Spirit sanctifying you. So, and you're just playing along with it, you know? Yeah. It's like you're, like, dancing with the partner, but your partner's actually leading the dance, and you're just going along with it. And you're like, mm. we're dancing. But he really, he's like, I'm doing it all. You're like, yeah, we're dancing. Yeah, we're doing it all. <laughs> but there's a part in Deuteronomy when the people first get the law, and they, and so get this picture, right? They come out of Egypt. They've been in slavery for 400 years. God's establishing them as a new nation, following him. So these people have no concept on how to live a godly life, pleasing to Yahweh. They just came out on a pit 400 years of being saturated in a pagan culture, right? And you see that as soon as they get out, they repeat this paganism with a golden calf. And so God is like, okay, you guys are like square zero. Got to hmm. bring you to who I am. So he helps these people 
have a way for them to hear the commands of God, hear the revelation, and always remember it and allow it to change their hearts. Mm. You know, right here, it's the... Um, Deuteronomy 11, I believe it starts in verse, verse, give me, uh, give me time. There's that one part. I'm really excited to hear this verse, yeah, honestly. Me too, whenever I hear it. Um, there's a, yeah, okay, this says a Deuteronomy 11, 18. Hmm. ESV, you shall therefore, therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Hmm. And so what that means is like, bind the words to your hand. So as you're working, you're like thinking about the commands of God and the frontlets between your eyes, which means if you look at someone and they also have the commands of God on their face, hmm. you're seeing the command of God. You're seeing also really cool. You're seeing the command of God on that person, which means you're seeing the image of God on that yeah. person, which is a really cool yeah revelation that i just got but also, also you're thinking about yourself like i am bearing the commands of god mm -hmm. on my in my thinking as mm -hmm. well and there's another part that i was trying to find where it says like write these on your door posts mm -hmm. you know what i mean write them on the door posts buy them on your clothes yeah. sew them into your clothes and it's like talk to them about them at night with your with as you go to sleep talk about them with your friends mm -hmm. when they're waking around and eating it's like at every moment of the day where you're at work with your friends, with your family, be talking and meditating on the word of God. Hmm. I'm going to fix this light. You want to go yeah, off yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the binding on the, the arm and the head thing is really significant because that was a, a pretty typical Jewish practice, right? And at the same placement is repeated with the mark of the beast and people who have allegiance um, to the Antichrist, right? In Revelation, mm -hmm. where they have the same allegiance, um, but not to... Uh, to God, but to the Antichrist. But the Jews were like, we bind the word of God on our arm, like around our bicep and on our head, right? So they had these straps, they strap it on and wear it um, as like marks as they followed Yahweh and uh, his yeah. commands and stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah and then be serious about it. Yeah. And for us in the New Testament, God says like all this stuff about like, Bind it on your hands, put it on your clothes, put it on your walls, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And then the new, and he gives his prophecy of the New Testament. He says, I will write my word on their hearts, mm -hmm. you know, which is part of the reason we can know that everyone has a degree of revelation of God, mm -hmm. but also that like God's writing his commands on our hearts, which means that they're imprinted there. So it's like, well, how do we do that? And it's like, again, in prayer, like, God, I need you to, and like set alarms to pray, set alarms to practice. I remember when I was, uh, a couple of years ago, I was like reading the fruits of the spirit and, and I was like, hmm, I was like gentleness. I was like, I don't know if I'm the most gentle person. Mm -hmm. I was like, I should probably be more gentle. You know, sometimes I thought like, is gentleness like quote unquote a weakness? You know, if you're mm -hmm. too gentle, maybe get taken advantage of or people walk over you. And I thought, yeah. you know, or maybe they think less of you. So it was fear of man. And I was like, man, the Bible says I got to be gentle. I got I should be gentle. So I was praying. I was like, God, please make me gentle. And I would just be praying that and like looking at like analyzing as I'm in conversation with people, like things I want to say and be like, well, I thought that's kind of mean. Why is my heart acting that way? Hmm. And then like, I wouldn't say it. Or if I did say something, I'd think about it. Was that very gentle? And then what if I get in conflict with people trying to be like, okay, I got to be gentle. And then months and months later, maybe like a year later, someone's like, Ethan, you're like really gentle. And I was like, ah, yes, it happened. And like I can stop being gentle. <laughs> no <laughs> jokes, but you know all that was from like like you said like being intentional. Mm -hmm. Having I didn't set alarms, but like now now in my life I set alarms for almost everything. Mm -hmm. It's really nice because I'm a pretty forgetful person at times. So yeah. forgetting alarms been lifesaver. Yeah. But yeah, it's about prayer. It's about intentionality. It's about really realizing that like 
the perception the the perspective is you don't have to not practice what you preach you mm-hmm. have the ability to practice what you preach mm-hmm. because the holy spirit lives inside of you and is sanctifying you and wants you to get to a place where you do act out in the ways of righteousness that you're convicted mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. you know and god wants it more than you do mm-hmm. so you just pray and submit to his will and just continue in repentance with the gospel mm-hmm. it'll happen yeah we have to really be committed like you're saying right and i had this thought when we were preparing for the podcast and I was thinking like about the kind of the pastors and and how they would speak, but not really be changed by the word. And I was thinking like, are we just a church that, or just the people of God that are given a list of rules and start to follow those rules and we say we're changing, but mm-hmm. really it's easier to just follow some rules and say we're obeying God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no actual internal hard work. Like, I was thinking we know how to follow rules is easy. Give yeah. someone a set of rules, follow these five things, boom, you're good. You're a Christian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really on the inside, you're like, I'm doing a good job. I'm following rules. Ooh, and like, this but you're is the, breaking the rule of pride. Yeah, but it's like the easiest standard to meet is like following rules. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's no connection in following rules. There's no like uh, intentionality. There's nothing you're working towards. It's like a boom, don't lie. I can do that. Yeah. Most of the time. And when I don't, I'm forgiven. You know what I mean? <laughs> and on in actuality, you're not changing. Yeah. You know what I mean, you, yeah. ha- you haven't like been given a revelation from the Lord. You haven't actually understood the scriptures and apply them to your life and really desire to change. You're just like, I can follow the major rules. Like, I cannot say the name's name in vain by not misrepresenting him. And I cannot murder people. I can be nice to my parents. Yeah, nice to my parents. Like, I, I cannot steal, steal stuff. That's like, a pretty easy one. Yeah. I've like, never stolen anything. Like, pretty easy. And you're like... I'm good. I'm following the Lord and I'm changing. Right. But in reality, like you just chose, you're going to follow some rules at the beginning of calling yourself a Christian. And really you're going to church. You maybe heard a hundred sermons or something like that. And you've never applied one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what it really shows is like, do we really care or do we not care? Yeah. You know what I mean, cause yeah. it's easy to go to church, feel good about the sermon, follow some rules and feel like, wow, I'm going places in life. I'm secure eternally. Like all this kind of stuff, you know, but in reality, how much do we actually care about mm-hmm. what God asks us to do in our own personal sanctification? Because God cares a lot, but if we're not going to care about it, like we're not going to go anywhere. Right. You know, if we're not partnering right. with him in our sanctification, but he can't make us change yeah. most of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it goes back kind of like if I, I really wonder if it's because people maybe, maybe they don't believe that they can. Maybe they're not yeah. aware of it. Maybe they're just like, really just like... Or they never challenge themselves. It's, yeah. it's scary. Maybe they don't realize that this is a possibility that they mm-hmm. could walk in. You know, maybe they don't realize you can overcome and, and beat like the sin nature and you can walk in freedom in the Lord. But it comes back almost down to like your identity. Like, mm. don't you realize like the Holy Spirit's in you? Yeah. He is convicting you of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He's mm. willing you to work and he's working in you. You know, like everything about it and it's like wow like if you recognize and sit with the, the identity of christ you will change mm-hmm. and you realize what that means like oh my gosh like i am i am overwhelmingly conquered through him who's in me yeah. i am i am uh, the head and not the tail and like another thing that can help you in and becoming not like a like uh, another thing that can help you practice what you preach is just quoting sc- what the scripture says about the christian over yourself yeah you know like that's go and that goes back to identity like we just talked about but yeah you gotta want it though that's the thing you have to want it mm-hmm. and maybe people don't realize that they're not 
You know, maybe a lot of people think I went to church. That's good enough. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize like there's so much more. Like if going to church is, is the, the litmus test, then mm-hmm. there's a lot of people going to heaven. But there's people in, who go to church every week probably going to hell. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and this even goes beyond like a, like you said, like you got to have the mindset of like wanting change and really desiring it. It goes even beyond that to like, you can't just have like a mentality of like, I'm going to be a, a grind setter for this. Like I'm going to freaking, I'm waking up every day at six in the morning and I'm studying the word and yeah. I'm going to apply all these things to my life. It's going to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there can be an aspect of that where you're like, you're doing it to just achieve, not to actually grow closer to the Lord. Right. Not actually really right. changing your heart. You just want to see like the results in yourself for the sake of results, not for the sake of actual change. Yeah. It's you know like those mean? people who go to the gym and work out purely because it's like, I just want to be big muscles yeah. rather than I want longevity and health for a long time. Yeah. Right. Sure. And the person, and I mean, wanting big muscles, I mean, we all want it. Yeah. When I go to the gym, I'm like, I'm trying to push as much as I can. Yeah. But I try to think, okay, Ethan, like, yeah, you can try to push as much as you can, but eventually you're going to burn out. You think about longevity, like if you're here for a number of years, like in, in seven years, you'll have those muscles that you want, but mm. you can't get it just by like, you know, ballooning your muscles where you take trend and you push as much as you can. And mm. like, yeah, you might have big muscles, but it just, it's just water weight. It might not actually be strength. I'm like. Something that's like annoying about like that is when you recognize that like maybe you train for size, so you do a lot of like Mm -hmm. low reps, high weight, but you never train for endurance, so you're doing something that requires a lot of endurance, and you're like big muscles are getting tired. You're like, Mm -hmm. this is so embarrassing, you know. And so you gotta properly train, and yeah, you should have a mindset of like intentionality, like I'm gonna go after this, I'm gonna be transformed, not Mm -hmm. grind set to the point where it's your actions and your works, Mm -hmm. um, but reliance on the Holy Spirit and also recognize it's going to take time. Yeah. That's another thing. Another perspective you've got to have is this changing takes a long time. Yeah. You're like a big cruise ship and the bigger the boat, the longer it takes to turn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to take a lot of small course corrections that, like you said, that one guy built a lot of small disciplines and they grew into massive disciplines. Mm-hmm. You know, people climb mountains like Mount Everest one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also takes you, like I said, not the grind set mentality, for just to change the change, you have to do it with the Lord. Because the Lord is the one who produces actual lasting change in you, right? Mm. He's the author of the sanctification. Like he requires you to work with him, but he's the one who is the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to change, it's a process of Lord, how am I gonna change? What do I need to work on in this moment, in this amount of time that you've given me? And how can I be effective at doing that? And then yeah. he'll speak to you and you do it with him and you do it prayerfully, right? And that's where we're gonna have change, that's where it's gonna last. That's where you're going to get revelation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So as we come to the end of our show, we always like to ask all of our guests one last question <laughs> at the end. And uh, the question that I have today for Ethan is, um, if you're in a gladiator ring <laughs> and um, you have a weapon and you have to kill a predator mm-hmm. coming at you, mm-hmm. again, what predator do you choose? Has it changed? And has your weapon changed? I have use you, a sword and the more predator of a is a human. <laughs> Just <laughs> Pokemon style. I have my own predator, and it fights that predator. Yeah, I my weapon. Polar bear. Polar bear. <laughs> Train polar bear. Train polar. Um, I don't know. I hyenas still kind of hyenas are pretty scary. Yeah, polar bears are more scary though. I'm not ever going against a bear. I have wisdom. I know my place. But if you have a bear, if I have a bear, oh yeah, I'll go up against anything. If I have a polar bear. I don't know what's taking down a polar bear. Hmm. 
Nothing, probably. No. Unless the polar bear's in water, then... Maybe an orca, but... Maybe, yeah, an orca or something like that, but it still would be interesting to watch. An orca versus a polar bear. Polar bear's getting messed up. Orca's getting destroyed a little bit. No. I mean, it's not losing. It's not losing for sure, but... Yeah. You know, <laughs> orcas will swim up to seals... And just take their tail and slap them in the air for fun. Mm -hmm. They don't eat them. They just, they die and they swim away. Yep. They're murderers. Yeah, that's crazy. They're psychopaths. Yeah, it's awesome. What the heck? It's not awesome, but it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. There was a viral video of that happening in my harbor back home. Oh, that was your, that was your harbor. Yeah. That's funny. So one of my students, um, she's one of a fan of the show, so she might hear this, um, but we were doing evangelism and she was saying how she doesn't think dogs go to heaven. And I was like, well, why don't After dogs... my teaching? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was today. I was like, why don't you think dogs go to heaven? And she's like, well, I don't think they have souls. I was like, well, why not? And she's like, well, the Bible doesn't... Well, then Jesus would have to die for them. I was like, no, they didn't sin. And she's like, well... And I was like, look, you were, like, vegetarian your whole life. Yeah. Because you think it's immoral to kill animals. Like... What do you mean? If they don't have souls, then you should have no problem eating meat. And she's yeah. like, well, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I think they go to heaven. God created them, so he must like them. Right. Case closed. Yeah. And yeah, he might. I, thought, I just thought it was funny that she's like, I don't eat meat. But she's like, but it's okay to kill animals. Yeah. I'm like, no. she doesn't say it's okay. But anyways. She thinks she should mistreat. She thinks she should misuse and abuse animals. But she doesn't want to eat them. Huh. Abuse them all you want. Beat them all you want. <laughs> but do not eat them. If you're listening to this. You know I'm joking, so we don't need <laughs> I'm <it>. not. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming back um, for another week of a great podcast. Good job, Derry. That was probably really loud. In the yeah, mic. but the thing is, we have a limiter now nice. on our thing, so it won't. Pod. Hopefully, it didn't blow out your ears. Yeah, um, we've been experimenting with the sound stuff, so mm -hmm. we apologize for the last couple of weeks of um, trailblazing. Yeah, <laughs> the sound world. Yep. All right. Well, guys, see you next week. Shoots. Shoots.